is going on, Wolfpack Nation? Hope everybody's doing well this evening. Thank you all so much for joining in here, baby, for the Chucky Talk Live Show. We are so excited here to talk about, hey, 5-1, baby. Pretty or not, we are sitting here 5-1. We got some dogs in the house. That's right. Greg showing off his turnover <laughs> bone, baby. That's right. That's right. Obviously, you know, I think that I think that bone right there belongs in Devin Boykin's uh, household for quite some time. <laughs> what a clutch play for sure. Uh, so uh, with that being said, again, if you haven't already, again, make sure if you haven't been with us before, make sure again, send us a comment. Let us know who's in here in the chat with us. Join Christian Jones. Christian Jones, what's going on, brother? Absolutely. Can't. We, we, <laughs> we at Tuffy Talk are Kenzie's number one fan. So we'll have to fight you on that. On that. Mm-hmm. But uh but with that being said, though, again, we're going to be talking today, breaking down the NC State versus FSU football game, uh, talking about the Devin Leary injury, kind of talking about how that's going to impact, and then obviously talking about this huge game coming up here against uh, number 18 Syracuse. So obviously, again, you got myself, Wade Smith, Michael Tracy, uh, Ken's Blackwater, and Greg Legg here joining us, and Macon will be joining us here in one second. But uh, in the meantime, I want to go ahead and even start this off by, first of all, welcoming me back. Ken's back to the Tuffy Talk Live show. Appreciate you joining us once again. Glad to have you back on. Um, I've missed y'all. It's 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 been different. What can I say? It's been different uh, not having you with us. So it's 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 good to have you back after. A, um, I think we all can agree is a huge win for NC State for sure. One hundred percent. So. Um, you know, and also too, I want to take this even opportunity as well uh, for for those of you tuning in with us right now to thank you all, uh, even if you know if you're watching or listening after for uh, for joining us and and raising some money to to really help uh, Kenzie and the Blackwater family. I think we raised six. I think it was one thousand six hundred and seventy dollars. So uh, an um, amazing, amazing uh, accomplishment. Go ahead, Kenzie. What you got? Before I left the hospital, my parents and I wanted we came up with something we wanted to say to everybody. Um, we love you guys. Y'all really, uh, I did not expect that. We were extremely touched. Uh, my dad was extremely touched. So never been more prouder to be a part of a fan base. Um, I love y'all a ton. And thank you for all. We've I've gotten so much support, love, prayers from just random state fans. And it's just, it's really helped us get through this. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> Absolutely, Ken. No, you got. Hey, stop cutting the onions over there. <laughs> <laughs> but now let's talk some football. Yeah. No, that was awesome, Ken. No, we we love we yeah. love you and and the family. And uh, again, uh, glad you know to to hear you. At least your dad's in, in good spirits right now. We're definitely still hoping for the best news here possible. But yeah, just like Greg said, those those daggone onions. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I so, promised myself I wasn't going to cry. I, I know, I know. Ogres are uh, like onions. They have layers. Yeah, exactly. That's a great movie. <laughs> That's one of the best. That's one of the best. Um, so with that being said, so again, obviously huge, huge win, nineteen seventeen win. Uh, you know, and I think that that's got to be a one of the least common scores I've ever seen in in a, in a football game for sure. Nineteen to seventeen, that's a weird one. Uh, what is it? What is it? The terminology a score scoreopoly, something something like that. Scoregami. Scoregami. That's right. It's, uh, I don't know if it, I don't think it's, it's probably it's 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 not a scoregami, but it's definitely a unique one for sure. Um, but again, obviously the. Big news for sure is obviously it was definitely a tale of two halves. Uh, I think that, I mean, I know all of us in the first half were absolutely pulling what little hair that each of us have left and going, why the heck on straight third and one and fourth and one did we throw the ball two times in a row and we were literally running at will that game. Um, and again, we're going to be talking about that for sure. Uh, you know, talking, I mean, I think that 
you can't have a Tuffy Talk live show and not talk about because that is definitely the elephant in the room uh, alongside <laughs> the Devin Leary uh, injury as well. So, so Kens, I know you were front, front and center. So what were your thoughts being there front and center? I needed it. It there's I've told everybody there's nothing like Wolfpack football therapy. There really isn't. Uh, I was right. We were literally right in front of Devin when he got that interception. And I, me and Hannah were so close to jumping the wall. But the environment. The environment, uh, the environment and you would have been arrested. <laughs> I didn't care. Add it to the week. But yes. no. It was, hey, it would have gotten Tuffy Dog some publicity, right? You're welcome. Yeah, that's you're true. You're welcome. That's true. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was an amazing environment. Uh, I wish the lights would have worked. Or would have been working yeah. beforehand, but I mean, other than that, it. I feel like peep. Somebody tweeted and said state might be one of the luckiest teams in the country right now, and it was a Wake Forest. Yeah, but come on, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, but that that was a luck win, and I'm I'm just proud of the team for coming back, even with everything that happened with Devin Leary, and still yeah. overcoming that. Yeah, shows a lot. Which which obviously you know uh, definitely I think. Uh, Interesting news today, like great news, but interesting news for sure. Obviously, with the announcement from Dave Doran saying that uh, uh, Devin Leary is day to day, he could be back tomorrow, he could be back in six weeks. Which I think to me, I I bust out laughing when I read that because because anybody who actually thinks that that Doran doesn't really know when he's going to yeah. come back, no, he knows when Leary's going to come back. It's he gamesmanship. Knows. It's gamesmanship. Yeah. It's 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 hilarious. I love it. I mean, again, it, it's because at the end of the day, again, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, priority number one of Doran is to win football games. And at the end of the day, especially because because again, we're not talking about two quarterbacks that are exactly the same. We're talking two quarterbacks that are very different, polar opposites almost. You know, Jack Chambers is a dual threat. Devin Leary is a pocket passer. So the fact that you're basically Doran is basically forcing Syracuse to worry about both sides. That's very, very tough. A game plan for a dual threat is going to be a lot different than it is for a pocket passer. So, so making, you know, what, what, you know, you obviously mentioned gamesmanship. So, so give me your thoughts on, on, on that statement by, by uh, Dave Doran. Uh, I mean, it would be stupid for him not to say that. Uh, it basically is saying, well, how, when can we see Devin Leary? Well, you're going to see him sometime in the future. So it's like, yeah. are you going to see him soon? Okay, well, that doesn't mean anything. So, I mean, you would be, I think you'd be dumb to kind of tip your hand on what's going to happen here, um, especially when you are, if you really are in a spot where you can't have Leary to go ahead and tell, yeah, we have a backup quarterback. We're just going to go ahead and tell you that Devin's not playing so you can prepare for the backup. That's, yeah. you're already at a disadvantage to a degree there anyway. So I would, I, it would make a lot of sense for him to say what he did. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and, and here too, uh, you know, I want to kind of bring up Robert's uh, comment right here saying, uh, since Leary has one week uh, rehab, uh, at least one week rehab, wouldn't you expect Beck to develop plays fitted for Chambers' complete skill set, including passing? Chambers had 400-yard pass games in his past and passes. But anyway, he, he's he's been efficient as, as, as a thrower, obviously, during his time as Charleston Southern. So, Greg, I want to kind of get your, your thoughts on this. I mean, for me, I feel like that, I would be surprised if if Leary played this Saturday, but I, you know, you know, would not be shocked whatsoever depending on what happens. So what are your kind of thoughts? I mean, even if they say Leary is playing, do you see Leary playing full snaps or do you see him maybe splitting some with Jack Chambers? What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I would be honestly shocked if he plays this week. Uh, just given everything that, you know, he was down for a good minute, you know, comes back with the sling. Um, yeah, I, I that would that would surprise me. Um, also, let's not forget that, you know, the game next week is is on turf, which, you know, is a little bit different hard surface. Um, so, you know, that's not always conducive, you know, for f- when you get knocked down to the mm-hmm. ground. Um, so, you know, True. again, I don't know how much that would necessarily play into it. Um, but I think look, Chambers is capable. Uh, you know, th- this is a guy that walked on. Uh, let's not forget that part and was automatically pretty much elevated to the second second position. And it so much so that Aaron McLaughlin transferred out of the program. Um, so it really probably wasn't even that close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got, I got full, full confidence in him. Look last week, you know, he was put in a tough situation. Number twos don't get a lot of reps in practice. You know, the, the focus is on your number yeah. one guy. So they didn't probably have a lot of packages set up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Hey, to go in there and do what he did. I mean, he caught more passes than he completed, but you know what? Got to win. And hey, you know what, you day. know what? Dave Dorr had the comment. He said, um, uh, that boy, I mean, uh, I was just a Devin Boykin. That uh, Jack Chambers has had 400 passing yard passing games, yeah. so it's not like he can't throw the ball. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He had one bad pass, the first pass he threw, mm-hmm. but the pass of Daryl Jones in the end zone was not a bad pass. So, no, it, was, I mean, it, was, it was just like we he ran probably 90% of the, he was running on the plays that 90% of the time that he was actually in the game. So, yeah, but he can throw. It's just a matter of like what, what you were just saying, Greg. Yep. Well, and again, too, I think that, you know, with Jack, it's, you know, again, just like you were saying, it's a tough situation, especially when all the air gets sucked out of the stadium, uh, when Devin Leary goes down to jump in there and be like, okay, Jack, like now you got to lead us. Because again, people don't even understand, probably won't even understand how big of a win it was to beat Florida State yesterday. Because I think that, you know, obviously losing like we did to Clemson. We needed that bounce back. We needed to to get this. And again, I know somebody was you know getting on me earlier talking about how you know how I said that you know that we need to get the season back on track. But again, I mean, we just need to get back in that win column because then if you lose yeah. to Florida State, this season quickly turns from being a potential special season to being a great season. But you know, like yeah, because again, you you still can be ten and two. You still can win your bowl game, go eleven and two, which is great. But I mean, this team as as talented as it is. Especially with the defense as talented as it is, and uh, the kicker as talented as it is. Again, I got to give a shout out to Chris Dunn, and we'll talk more about him in a little bit. Freaking that, beast. That, that we need to be competing for a New Year's Six Bowl. We got to be in, at least in that talk, at least. So, um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Rusty uh, here uh, brings up the question uh, that we mentioned about earlier is the frequent criticism of Beck's play calling fair? Thoughts. So, Michael, uh, I want to get your thoughts on that first. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, I think, 90th in total offense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that has to do with we've had the lead in a lot of the early games and didn't have to do much. You know, we just sure. protect the ball, run the ball, which we were successful at against Florida State. That's also part of the reason you didn't see Jack Chambers throw a lot. Like, he was getting five yards of carry running the ball, so there was no point to force him to pass it there. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely been some questionable calls. Um, but when you're, when you have the expectations like we do this season, there there's, that's, it's totally fair game, I think. Yeah. Because kids, you know, I want to, you know, kind of get your thoughts. Cause honestly, I think the biggest worry for me is that Devin Leary has shown signs of, 
you know, like for example, that that first drive against Clemson was like that's the Leary I'm talking about. The first drive of the third quarter, that's the Leary I'm talking about. But then you'll see other yeah. times, you know, where it's like, well, what's going on here? And so, so I mean, do you worry at all that that maybe a that there's a little bit of a regression going on right now with Leary or something like that? Like, like what what's your kind of thoughts on, on that? I think that he's just – I think he's in his head too much, in my personal opinion. I think that, obviously, we don't have a Mecca. The only person that's really been with him this whole time is Thayer and Devin. But, I mean, as much as I love our wide receivers, they haven't really – they haven't really helped him out in that category. But yeah, I think that true. it's – I think that it's all gotten – I think all the hype got to his head, and it's made him – try harder than I, he just needs to go out there and be the Devin Leary. We know he is. Yeah. Don't worry about the expectations or anything, but Tim Beck drives me crazy. He <laughs> drives me crazy. I yeah. like, I don't understand it. Every yeah. first down is a run play. And it True. just, and he yeah. can, the thing is like, I don't know if something happened over the off season, but we all know Leary can throw. Mm-hmm. So let him, let him throw. Yeah. Make anything to add to that. No, I just think I think it is fair to question when you've been expecting to have a very high-powered offense and a special yeah. court ACC preseason player of the year, and he's that that you can that's can kiss that goodbye. Like that's not happening at this point. Yeah. So um, it's just maybe you know I thought the first few games I thought well we're probably just running something very vanilla to you know playing chess rather than checkers here. Let's see, we're not showing our hand too much. Um, I thought there were some nice play designs in the Clemson game, but we're just not taking a lot of vertical shots. I think part of it is because the, I mean, part of it is the receiver, the the players aren't making the connections. You know, they're uh, Devin's overthrowing passes. Um, players aren't catching receivers are catching passes when they hit them in the hands. You know, I see the Clemson game, so I, I don't. I think it's a multi layered thing going on. To be honest with you, I think it's not one person. Yeah, um, I do agree with what you're saying, McKenzie, about how it does seem like every first down play is a run play, and that's more conservative than it is anything else. I just mm-hmm. think it's the problem with that is it's predictable, and that's the last thing you want to be as an offense is predictable. So, um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on that. And and Greg, you know, kind of ask it to you like Nick, Nick asked the question: Has Beck called a successful trick play this season? Like. To me, that's that's the, yes. the thing. That's, that's yes, one. Yeah, yeah. One. It was Charleston Southern, I think. Yeah, yeah. With the pass to Devin Leary that got um that the yeah. ball that uh, oh, well, that wasn't they're, no they're well, but that was the sumo also. But, yeah, right. but you asked executed, and it was executed well, but it wasn't. It was just a stupid penalty. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, but yeah, Texas Tech it. though they are they are through one to do through the sumo for a touchdown right after sumo fumbled. Yeah. That's but, another but, question I have yeah. for y'all. How do y'all feel about these pre-snap penalties? That- well, I was getting ready to I was getting ready to touch yeah. on that. Like that that drive after the debacle punt <laughs> that FSU had, that was a <laughs> microcosm of our season right there on offense, right? So yeah. it, it was a it negative had, thirty something yard scoring drive. That was and we still score, right? Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. And so to me, that was. Drive. Yeah, that was what summed this season up offensively for me. Somehow, honestly, we literally couldn't get out of our own way and out of our own shadow, and we still put up three points thanks to Christopher Dunn's fifty-three yards. Freaking beast! Yeah, and I know you're going to talk about him a little bit, but to me, to me, that just summed up everything. 
Yeah. No, again, I mean, got to give a hats off to Chris. Dunn. I don't think he's honestly even missed a field goal this season uh, yet. Hasn't missed a PAT. Like he's, he's been perfect so far through six games. I think as far he missed as one field goal. Did he? No, he's perfect. He's one? One. Is he perfect? I know he's, I know he is from he 40 is plus. Yep. No, he's perfect. He has okay. Wow. Field goal this season. We're all fangirling over Chris. <laughs> I mean, right, but here, seriously though. Perfect, hold on, Chris. hold on. Yeah, not going <laughs> <knock, laughs> whatever here. But yeah, no. So I mean, again, got to you know all the criticism that people said. You know, like, like believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, he has a very, very. I mean, it would be tough to convince uh, another kicker as as probably the greatest kicker that NC State's had. I mean, statistically, I he's like up Nicholas there. Oh, but, I mean, but so here, so again, here, here, it, I'm it, putting his stats. Hold on, I'm gonna put his stats. NCAA.com field goal percentage. Devin Lee. I mean, Christopher Dunn is tied field goal percentage with first with like. 15 other players, but he has made, he's tied with one other player on field goal attempts. And he's for this season, though. This season, for this season, he has 11 field goal attempts this season um, through six games. He's 100%. The only other kicker who has the same is the kicker for Memphis, um, Chris Howard. So everybody else, the next closest has been some, a couple guys or three guys have made nine field goals, and then there's some eights or some sevens. But he's made 11 field goals. He's perfect. He's tied for first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, he could argue he's the best kicker in college football. Him and this guy from Memphis. Yeah. So, but again, you know, again, I know it's kind of tough necessarily to to judge kickers because obviously kind of like right now with the NFL, you know, talking about Adam Venteri versus Justin Tucker. It's like, well, it's two different situations because Adam Venteri has more postseason history while Justin Tucker doesn't. So, you know, it's kind of tough. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great kicker. And at the end of the day, that's 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 just fact. And and I also love to uh them playing the the oh man, what is oh, it? Oh, I forgot the, the name of it. Is. The baseball the intro. Trumpets. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Tommy bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that's that is officially Chris Dunn's walk <laughs> song. It, it makes sense to me because what he has he does that's lost. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Well, he oh, does maybe. have this he has this swagger about him when he comes out there, and it makes a lot of. If he's that good, and he has the swagger to to kind of you know work with that, play the music. It gets him in the zone. It's kind of like I like it. I think it's a really good yeah. move personally. Yeah. So I I just went to uh, everybody's favorite sport re- sportsreference.com, and looking at it, it's hard to argue that he is not the best kicker of all time in NC State history. Um, I mean, obviously numbers like you look at total field goals made. He's destroyed that field. Um, he's got, yeah, 25 more than uh, th- sorry. Yeah, 25 more than Sadie. Um, there was a couple NFL kickers that we've had over the years. I mean, I'm old enough to remember some of these names. Um, Mike Kofer was one. I know he kicked for the 49ers mm-hmm. for a while. Um, Vedetech, um Yeah. Kowski. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hartman. Um, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, I mean, we already also, know he's, you said you had Sadie in there, right? Did you have Sadie in there? Yeah, Sadie. Yeah, Sadie. Yeah, Sadie's, up Sadie's there. number two. Um, what 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 separates Dunn is his field goal percentage. I mean, he's fourth. Um, he's like f- actually fifth, but he's really fourth. Like three guys had a hundred percent, but they all all kick less than fifteen field goals. So you know, take that yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but he's the only one really of significance. Um, other than Hushka, Hushka. Um, that's really Hauschka. Hauschka. yeah Hauschka. Hauschka. yeah i know he kicked for the bills uh for a while yeah. dunn um, is yeah. also only 38 points away from the all-time acc points record that is insane wow. it's it, that's conceivable it's a stretch but yeah mm-hmm. well, remember you have the bowl game to get, right he had to be yeah, 13 13 field goals right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that does not count extra yeah, points. That, yeah. that doesn't count extra points either. So he, right. it wouldn't have to be 13 field goals. Yeah. Right. right. But with the way our offensive flank, it might have to be. 13. It might be. Field I, mean, goals. I, I mean, you think about it. You think about it. He basically has seven games. Mm-hmm. And seven games. The game. That's the record. Three. The average field goal game. He might have a three or four yard, three four field goal game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming up here, yeah. maybe two. Probably, probably, I wouldn't bet on many more than two. Um, yeah, right. plus we'll, extra points. We'll so that's true. All right. So with that being said, we're um, going to pull up stat. some some. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I mean, for Greg to to actually fully admit that it'd be tough. That that does say a lot because I know I know Greg is definitely the one of the historians for sure. Fancy State sports, no doubt. Um. So uh, with that being said, we're going to jump on over to some Tuffy's tweets of the week to continue this conversation. Uh, here we go. All right, so our first tweet of the week. <laughs> Obviously, you know, it just seems like seems like the camera always just finds its way to Ken. It's like it's Me like a, that were you wearing a snuggie? No, that looks like a I snuggie. Wolf were you wearing a snuggie? <laughs> no. no, me and Hannah were gonna wear our <laughs> Hannah's in here. Hey, and we were gonna wear our wolf onesies, but we didn't. We planned that too late, so it was still soaking wet the next morning. But I had a sweatshirt on halfway, so that's oh, what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. yeah. No, I know, um, I know what it was. I was just giving you grief. It, yeah, it me and that cameraman, me and that cameraman are besties. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so now on to the next, which is uh, so uh, a, a a quote from Chuck Chambers saying, "Best feeling I've ever experienced in my college football career." And obviously, again, just got to give a huge hats off once again to Jack Chambers for really stepping into a really tough situation. And even too, I mean, we didn't even talk about it, but for Jack Chambers to jump in against Clemson when Leary got knocked out for a play oh, because his helmet play. came off. I mean, that's, I mean, he got thrown right in. Like, there wasn't a timeout to get ready. It was, hey, go out there and, and basically don't screw up. Don't turn the ball over. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, obviously keep in mind, obviously he handed it off. But just the fact that, again, he, he didn't have a second to breathe. Like, you know, like yeah. he literally just yeah. had to go out there and, and do it. So the fact that he did it flawlessly, I mean, hats off to him for sure. Um, and I know the big question, again, Robert Gibbs and a couple of others have asked, but, you know, how much do you feel like we see, uh, MJ Morris versus uh, Jack Chambers on Saturday. You don't. You don't. Barring injury. Yeah. You don't. I don't. You don't. So. Barring like, injury. I, I think. I don't know. I'm excited to see Chambers because he does bring that running element to the quarterback position that we don't really have with Leary. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, we run a lot of RPOs with Leary, but it's like he's not a threat to run. So, you know, he's either going to hand it off or pass it. So that limits your options. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd still rather have Leary out there, of course, but it, it just sure. brings another element that is something that the defense has to account for that they really don't have to that much with Leary. Yeah. Back to, back to MJ, back to MJ for just one second. Um, Just to close the loop. He's already, he's already played one game. Remember you got to stay within four games to keep that red shirt. And they really want to keep that red shirt on him. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, barring injury, I don't know. I I don't know if you even, I mean, I mean, you probably, you probably could, obviously you have a little wiggle room to play with that, but you you don't want to do it unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, yeah, I, guess. I I don't think you should play Devin Leary this week to a degree. If you can play, healthily healthy, great. But I got a feeling yeah. you're not going to because you got no. a bye week coming up exactly. in mm-hmm. two weeks. So, well, you got two bye weeks in a row because we play Virginia Tech at home next week. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> <Damn>. um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but I mean, golly, oh, they wow. are 
Did you really yeah, just low hanging that? fruit? <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on wood over here. That's I'm knocking crazy. on wood, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm just go there and hit you. He said that with the straight. Yeah, thing. yeah. What? Well, no. hey, I'm just uh, saying. Also, uh, <laughs> shameless plug, but uh, we we did interview Jack Chambers earlier in the season, so go back and uh, check that video out. Um, just yeah. to kind of get some in, more in depth uh, on him and his uh, story coming to state. So, shameless yeah. plug. Yeah. Well, and we'll actually, and we'll actually probably, uh, um, you know, uh, we'll, so after this, after this uh, show, we'll we'll put a tweet out, uh, giving the link to the Jack Chambers interview in yeah. case anybody yep. can't find it yeah. or whatever. Maybe we'll put it out there. Um, so uh, you know, but again, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see you know what happens. I think that. Again, at the end of the day, there was a reason why Doran went after Jack Chambers, and obviously, you know, this is the position that we that we're ready for him, and uh, and especially too, you know, because keep in mind as well that with Leary is that, you know, as much as we need, you know, as much as we need him this season, he still has a you know he still has a future you know NFL career as well that we don't want to you know risk either as well like we don't want to put him out there until he's ready, um, so. Uh, but anyway, so uh, and then Robert Gibbs says, uh, "Don't laugh at v- VPI State. Always found a way to lose to VPI. VPI. Mm-hmm. Robert Gibbs goes VPI. He, he doesn't even he doesn't even go Virginia Tech. He VPI. VPI. If he like, said VPI, VPI he, if he said VPI, yeah, yeah. He, knows. he knows what he's yeah, talking about. Tech. He knows what he's, he's talking about. He's a real about. deal. He's a real. That, one's, yeah. that was also the the Beamer Ball era of Virginia Tech, not the mm-hmm. Brent. Hokey hokey high <laughs> VPI. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and it's still and it's, and it's still funny to me, you know, because again, I, I obviously watch uh, you know South Carolina games, uh, you know, since my wife uh, uh, went there, and uh, it still is hilarious to me how even every single time there's some kind of a decent play on on special teams, South Carolina, they're like that's Beamer yeah. ball, baby. It's like, <laughs> no, golly, it's like like Shane Beamer will never get out of his father's limelight, never. So, not unless he uh, wins a national championship. No, not unless he wins a national champ. Or hell, even a SEC championship. Even SEC, SEC championship. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's true. That's, well, but that's pretty if they're winning so. the SEC championship, they probably have a good shot at winning the national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see about that. Facts. Um, but got it. But got got to give on to. And again, keep in mind. Obviously, you know, it's it's we got Syracuse this weekend. It's going to be a big one. Three thirty kickoff. ACC network and actually we we did our preview last night with uh lockdown Syracuse and uh so make sure to stay tuned for that uh part one should come out tomorrow uh and again that'll be that'll be a big one but I think if I'm not mistaken so Greg correct me if I'm wrong but basically and there's my wife Sorry. In there. yeah there's my Mute. wife in there with the plug uh when you beat a top 15 in the country yeah yeah um so uh, anyway um but cut her but, internet but, cut her internet Right. Well, if I cut hers, I cut mine. No, I can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, I got a question. Why doesn't South Carolina and Virginia Tech play more often? Because one's a chicken, the other one's a turkey. They should play more often. Well, random I mean, thought. Random thought. I'm just going to put that out there, Ashlyn. That's for you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're maroon. Yeah. The foul bowl. Maroon. maroon. Yeah. Yes. No. Is that the foul bowl? Well, the foul bowl. Um. But anyway, so finishing my point. <laughs> so, so random, so, sorry. <laughs> so, so locked on Syracuse and Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, but the stat was this is yeah. the first time that is a top 20 matchup since 2002 or three? 2002 or one. three? Yeah. One. 2001. One. Wow. So, so over 20 years ago. So it should be an electric environment for sure. It should be a fun one. And speaking of electric, got to give a shout out here to our sponsor, Darby Electric. Darby Electric is a veteran-owned company. And they specialize in res- residential work, but that's not all. They also build electric vehicles, do a ton of remodel work, 
commercial work and many other types of small projects. Even though the Triangle is their primary service area, they are capable of expanding that boundary. So go check them out at their website, DarbyElectricLLC.com. Find them on Instagram, Facebook, or give them a call at 919-639-0062, which they are available for your call 24 hours a day. So with that being said, so, you know, jumping back in here, I've uh, got to give also to a shout out here to Trent Penix, who uh, put out a tweet, which is uh, very insinuative. Obviously, uh, you know, the uh, the depth chart today that got released had many uh, question marks, such as them putting Devin Leary as the starter with no or or anything. And then also to the fact that they don't have Trent Penix right. on the depth chart. Um, so definitely interesting. But. Again, uh, you know, that is to be determined even still. Uh, I know from, I think, Dorn's press conference, they said that Trent looks to return either this week or next week against Virginia Tech. Um, so, uh, you know, but I mean, I mean, from this straight forward, I mean, the man did not leave any room for a question. He said, time to put the pads back on. So what does that mean? I, you know, not I mean, really he's sure. Gonna, I mean, he's going to go give it a go. See what happens. Hey, he would be a huge addition to come back, especially with Jack Chambers um, yes. having to play. That that adds a I, – I almost starting to wonder how much – with our struggles we've had offensively, I'm starting to wonder how much he plays into how successful we are offensively. Oh, he might be the key piece for our offense. Not saying he's going to be a superstar, but I'm saying what he can do on the field might be what we're missing because, I, I mean, they're not – I thought we're not really targeting Tootle much either. So we're I wonder if it's that if it's, if it's that spot that you know, kind of like a Jalen Samuels kind of role. Here not you know, I mean. a Jalen Samuels light. Um, right. That that could be a big piece for it. I mean, could maybe be the under undersung hero or the unsung hero yeah. um, for the offense if he can come back yeah. and play. Yeah. It, I to yeah, me, to I me think he's, he's just really important. Like, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's six, I think he's six, three, like 215, 220 and runs to four, four. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy athleticism that he can out he's faster than most linebackers and bigger than most safeties. So it's like, he's a total mismatch. Yeah. Well, and again, honestly, my biggest hope, and this is one thing in which I was kind of disappointed by also too with Beck is I just wish with Jack Chambers and maybe it's not a part of, you know, the, the package yet, but I think it does just keep it simple, especially with Jack Chambers, just do some simple yeah. read options, you know, just mm-hmm. let Jack Chambers, who's done it a, a zillion times, read the defensive end or, or, or the linebacker, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and just let him read it and just let him do his thing, you know, not do these huge rollouts, you know, like he, I think he did two or three of those on, on Saturday. And uh, so I've, I've, that's what I think, thing I hope is just, let's just keep it simple, put Jack Chambers in a position to be successful. That is my only ask, uh, you know, so um you know, I, and I truly do think that if we do that, we're going to be in great position to win, especially too. And, and, and this is kind of a, a teaser for the uh, preview that's going to come out again, uh, should be tomorrow. But they pretty much said, Locked on, Locked on Syracuse pretty much said straight up that if one thing happens, Syracuse is going to have a tough time. And that is if we get into their backfield, if we shut down Sean Tucker before he, yeah. like right after he touches the football, or if we get to Gary yep. Schrader, get a couple sacks on him. It's going to be a rough day for Syracuse. I mean, I, he said that himself. I don't. I would. I think we should. I know Garrett Schrader has been a better throwing passing quarterback. He's been a very good passing quarterback this season, which is a shock. But I think you want him to be a passing quarterback. I think you want to take away Sean Tucker allows him to be passing quarterback. So, totally agree with you. And I think that's very interesting. They seem so um, serious about that comment. They were. Yeah. They, well, especially they too, were, just keep in mind. They, 
they haven't played a defense like us yet either. No, they have played right. no defense yeah, like really us haven't. yet. So, Greg, go ahead. No, I, that was the one thing that he kept uh, harping on was like the the offensive line of Syracuse is is going to be you know is very leaky, if you will. Um, and this could be a game where we get right in the sack column. Um, I thought we did a great job against FSU getting pressure, um, particularly in the second half. The first half was a little bit of a debacle. We we didn't have our lane integrity and. Travis broke off some things, which is something that we need to be very yeah. cognizant of because Schrader is is. I'm not saying he's he can run. you know as good as Travis, but yes, agreed. Um, so he's a big dude. He's a big dude important. too. He is mm-hmm. a big dude. Yep. yep. So look, it's going to be important. You know, defense is going to have to show up. Um, you know, more so than ever. I think we're going to be leaning Correct. even heavier on the defense and, and special teams, sure. and especially on the road game. You know, when you're on the road you tend to keep it a little bit more simple um, just because of the crowd and all of that. And they're expecting 50 plus thousand uh, this week. So yeah, um, it's going to be loud. Am I missing something of why they are considering this such a huge game? I think it was the only thing I could see. I mean, I saw a lot of Syracuse fans advocating game day, come to Syracuse this weekend. Well, they've never had it. Well, that's one thing. I mean, I get that, but why are they so serious with this one? I thought I saw something where it said that, they themselves have never had a, they haven't had a game since 2004 where they were ranked and the other team was ranked yeah. in like the top that's 20 why. or whatever it is. <laughs> so that's the stat we were saying was that this is the first time since 2001 that that the dome has seen a top 20 matchup. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I missed yeah. that. So it was um, good. but I don't know. I I think it's gonna. I'm surprised at how like big of a deal they're gonna they're treating this game. Yeah. Um, at least in the fans' minds, well, I would have thought. Uh, it's yeah, a big I mean, deal, but like, like it's like a premier game. To them. I well, to I mean, if you look at it, it's kind of like we're the same position we were at two weeks ago with Clemson, right? Like, it's kind of uncharted territory, if you will, or or very, you know, doesn't happen a lot. And so, you know, they, I think they were trying to, you know, make the make the most of their moment. Um, you know, they haven't been ranked in probably I think five or six years. I think since what twenty eighteen. I think that year that they went ten yeah, and three. They, they yeah, ten so games. it's been yeah, so four years. But uh, so it's a big deal. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, hey, you know, they're five and oh, you know, ranked in top 20. So, you know, there's a lot of excitement right now, uh, you know, within it. And uh, they moved know, up so. but not playing at all. We we dropped back one by, by winning a game. I know. And, 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 and believe it or not, actually, one tweet, which I completely forgot to add, which I got to give a shout out is to the guy that said, we might actually win ourselves out of the top 25. Yeah. And I thought that was the greatest tweet, which I'm sorry, my friend, that I did not put that on here. But, you know, definitely a huge shout out to that tweet. That was freaking hilarious. That's hilarious. That was great. Um, yeah. I mean, again, it's we, we can sit here and talk. But, but at the end of the day, keep in mind that the AP poll at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The college football playoff poll. In a few in a few weeks, it really will not matter. It, yeah. it really won't November matter. November first. This yeah, is the first day. First poll. Yeah. November yeah. first. Yeah. And again, we've and, talked about it before. If you're gonna put any credence into the polls, you know, the coaches poll to me means a little bit more than the AP. Now, those are actually professionals that actually know football. Um, no offense to any of the AP writers, but most of them, you know, they're looking at names. Strapped it up. We love you, Joe Gillio. You're the man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said most. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Most. Exactly. No. Well, and again, I, and I guarantee you that Boo Corrigan being the college football playoff, you know, head head committee chair is going to be looking, being like, all right, guys, state is, you know, hey, you know, ho- hopefully That's by true. that point where we, you know, we, you know, we can be what Top seven 10. and one, eight and one. Yeah. And then, and then, and, and Boo Corrigan staring in the eyes going, we lost to number five Clemson on the road. 
So don't you dare, don't you dare put us like 16 or some crap like that. Don't even try that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, again, Mark, Mike says it right there saying it's a pretty big deal for state as well. Not going to be an easy win yeah. up there. State hasn't played well on the road at all this year. Um, and yeah, I'm going again. Keep in mind, we've only had what two games two. on the road. Yeah. So I mean, let me ask you this well. question, guys. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to be the tougher? I, I feel like the easier question is to ask what is the tougher game this past Florida state game or the Syracuse game. Um, but I want to say, what's, what, what do you think is the, the tougher matchup, maybe? Because they're, Florida I feel state. like they're relatively evenly, you know, even teams between Florida State and Syracuse this year. For at least my, for right now, I think that. I, I would, yeah, I would say personnel wise, Florida State was definitely the tougher matchup in terms of personnel. Um, so, and, go ahead. Yeah, and and they've just, I mean, Florida State's played LSU. They played Wake. I mean, Syracuse's best team they played is, so far is Purdue. Correct. Which I mean, produced decent. Um, yeah, but it's also on the road, so that I I still think Florida State is probably a tougher matchup. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking because if, if State can get this win, I was going to say was getting the win at against Florida State at home or getting a potential win if we can do so. Not saying we're going to, but if we can do it against Syracuse on the road versus which one would be the bigger win? It, yeah. Arguably, it could be the biggest win if we felt that was the. Tougher matchup if you get what I'm saying. I, I, honestly, yeah, if I you're mean, gonna go, if you're gonna, if you're gonna think of in those terms, I would say Syracuse win because you're gonna do it with a full game of Jack Chambers vice a half. Mm-hmm. Though, yeah, though Jack true. was the guy that led us back, you know, you know, well, it would not to nine points. And so. if that's more of a like, it would be it's gonna be the tougher game for us to win because of that reason. But I'm like, right, which which would be a um, I don't know. I I forgot the question. It's just I just think about that. It could end up being the one the biggest win, arguably bigger win. Yeah, this season twenty team so on far. the road, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Florida State was not ranked most impressive. But, if you went, if you, if you will, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the other thing I will say is we've had a much tougher schedule so far than they have. Um, they're oh, easily, you know, we talked about it on, we talked about <laughs> yeah. it on Locked On with last night's preview. Syracuse is beginning their gauntlet this week with us. It's yeah, going to get really, really tough sledding from here on out for Syracuse. So, um, yeah. they, they if they if they want to get to a bowl game, this is going to be one that they want to probably try to get at home. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah. Any any, any uh, thoughts on the Syracuse versus Florida State? I think Florida State is the more complete team than Syracuse is. So I think that I, I like how we played Florida State before we played Syracuse because I think we have a good idea of what we're walking into on Saturday. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Well, well because carrier dome's always a hard place to play. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, Layton. Yeah. Well I was just gonna add in because one of my things too is that you know we were kind of talking about it and again won't you know kind of ruin too much about it. But you know Syracuse I feel like is still trying to figure out who's their top wide receiver. Um you know obviously they lost Todd Harris last year in the transfer portal which hurt for sure. Um but with Florida State you know, one of the things which was a huge, I you know, kind of a head scratcher to me is it doesn't seem like they used what I would say was easily their best wide receiver last night really that much. And, and I can't remember the name, but he was like six seven. Wilson he runs Johnny yeah, Wilson. Wilson. Johnny Wilson, Wilson like runs like a four three, like four four forty. Dude's huge and he's and he's fast. And they didn't really use him that much. So, um, but again, you know, there's definitely a lot of head scratchers if you're an FSU fan in terms of what happened last night, or sorry, not last night, Saturday night. Um, but, you know, one thing's for sure is uh, I still am laughing a little bit inside uh, uh, thinking about them celebrating at halftime uh, after he made 
the kick and they were running to the fans and and doing the chop with their fans yeah. and our like, group was yeah. the one that started that in the student section for the Seminole chain at the end. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there. That was a big oh, deal for nice. me. Well, <laughs> nice. but, I mean, like I, I'm just looking at PFF because I'm because I can. <laughs> but yeah. the uh, Syracuse, you know, if you look at the overall grades, you know, including offense and defense on PFF, Syracuse is ranked tenth nationally. I agree. I, now that does not necessarily that does not take into account the level of competition. So just right. realize that. But how they're performing based upon who they've played, not. By the level of competition, Syracuse is ranked 10th overall. Florida State is ranked 14th. Um, mm-hmm. Also, as a side reference, Wake Forest is 7th. Um, but, wow. you know, I think of Syracuse – I think Syracuse has the better defense than Florida State, personally. Syracuse's defense, yeah. particularly their secondary, is really good. Um, they ha- And they have. Uh, they had Melifonwu, I think, was the DB that got drafted mm-hmm. – last year too um they they got another guy i can't remember I don't know the guy's name but they've got some they've got some players and i think it's going to be a tougher matchup in fact they're they're um number one graded aspect of their team this season is their coverage play i mean they're really good yeah, they um, do so good defense as a whole is ranked higher than their offense but just barely but coverage is their best things i, I don't know I, I think i think a lot of their defense the the weakest portion here that i'm seeing um, offensive on, line should be is defense is pass rush. Um, oh, that's their weakest. That's their weakest, and then offense is pass blocking. So mm-hmm. they're not. Yeah, they're struggling maybe for more anywhere than the line yeah. of scrimmage. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's let's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. We did that very well against Florida State. We had over 200 yards rushing. Um. So yeah. And then let's get after the quarterback. So no, seems like a good got- formula. Got to give a huge shout out to Jordan Houston too, y'all. I mean, definitely. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's not Great been game. amazing, but you know, this season he's been solid. He's been consistent. Like like you know, he's not going to blow the socks Honestly, in, you know. But but he's solid. Go ahead, Delbert I mean, Yeah, Delbert Mims. Yeah, he was a bowling ball. He has killed it. Yeah, it's still yeah. crazy to me that we haven't even yeah. seen like Michael. We saw Michael Allen play just a little yeah. bit, and he like averaged like game, six yeah. six plus yards. States states in a, uh, a surprisingly very good position at the running back spot. I'm not worried about that, you know, no? anymore. Yeah. Really, this I mean, Houston had 24 for 90, but I thought a couple of times he, you know, he was just you know a fraction from breaking even more. I mean, yeah, he yeah. He, he he bounced off, you know, and he I think, and it was probably four or five that he got caught behind the line of scrimmage. So like you mm-hmm. know, obviously those weren't his fault, but like like on real runs, he was over five yards a run. Like yeah, you know, when he got for, past that first line, true, I agree. So now moving on, I wanted to kind of give a shout out here to one of our NC State alumni who tweeted out saying, "Can I log one complaint? The <laughs> <In> stadium soundtrack <laughs> hasn't changed since I was in school ten years ago, and some of the songs are way older than that, and not cool old either. Please do something at football, yeah, athletics. So I want I wanted to kind of get get thoughts. I mean, in terms of stadium atmosphere, first of all, obviously. You know, I was definitely bummed that, I mean, in a game that was the perfect time to show off those beautiful red lights, uh, you know, where there was a lot of great recruits that were there. Like that was the time to do it. But man, I'm so I was bummed that, you know, we couldn't do it until after the game ended. But, um, you know, because, you know, one thing, too, and I know we kind of talked about it, but, you know, have I been blown away by, you know, the intro video? It's 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 solid, you know, but it's 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 not, you know 
like put me on the back of my seat per se and the music yeah i mean obviously like you know the the narco uh you know for for chris dunn i mean that's that's a good within <laughs> itself um but you know it, it's it's a solid environment but it, it definitely doesn't blow my socks off yeah. i want to kind of get y'all's thoughts on it new score or new video board next year should help well oh, i'm yeah, going to talk sure. about this music i like i like music stuff. it really is it's like how many times do i have to hear crazy train like i've heard this for like 20 <laughs> years yeah and like there's some songs that are okay but i was that i thought that myself before i saw that tweet i was like man like we are we going to do any new song we we, we have we have but it's like they kind of blend in the new songs with their core old songs. And it's like, I get the classics, whatever, but we could really be bumping some much more hype music in there. And uh, I don't know. It just yeah. seems like kind of, I don't say washed out, but it kind of feels like that a little bit. I agree. Yeah. Now, but again, you know, then they, Hey, we're, you know, we've won what now 14 yeah. in a row, 14 games straight. So yeah, it's like, who cares? I mean, like if any broke, don't fix it right now, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that being said, uh, you know, again, got to talk a little bit more also, too, about our defense, baby. So uh, uh, Matt uh, Zinitz, I don't know exactly how you say his name, but anyway, he put out a list of uh, top coordinators uh, for week six. And for the ACC, uh, he gave that award to uh, uh, our defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson. And uh, definitely, you know, when facing the challenge of uh, George Travis and the run game, uh, you know, I mean, to hold them scoreless in the second half, you know, is is beyond impressive. And I think I can't remember the exact stat, but I think they averaged less than a yard. A, a no, that's not what it was. What uh, was it? They had they had it was. I don't. I'm not sure which one you're referring to, but they had like 73 yards in the second half. That's what Zero it yeah, is. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, and they so, had to uh, they had to play like that for us to win that game. So it's not yeah, um, it's not like we are um you know we're struggling there. I mean they I, I think it's kind of actually kind of surprised you picked Tony Gibson because the um first half we um we didn't look very good defensively in my opinion. So the second half was just really dominant, I thought. Um there were some drop passes, but I thought that was more so in the first half. So yeah, no, absolutely. But again, I mean, the fact that, I mean, Jordan Travis, you know, it, it, it you know, was, was solid. But I mean, Hey, I mean, he threw two picks in the second half alone, you know, and uh, you know, so that's, that's, that that's really kind of it, you know, I mean, I think, you know, and obviously Drake Thomas was, uh, you know, spectacular, man, that dude was a beast. He was all over the field. All, making all plays. three of our linebacks had double digits tackles yeah, last that's week. Crazy. Yeah. 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 And the, the other thing, like, I went back and rewatched the game again. We had a lot of missed tackles that we could have like stopped plays before they got developed. Um, Like we had, I know of at least two plays where we had Travis in the backfield and we couldn't bring him down. And he ended up getting out of there and had positive plays. In fact, one of the, the one that he had, I think he would, he had like a 30 yard run in there. at some point, I think one of those was a broken tackle in the backfield. So um, Mm -hmm. Tanner missed a a tackle or two and, Mm -hmm. So we could have we could have held them to a lot less yards had we had we um, you know taken a few better angles and, and secure tackles. Yeah, uh, and also to Beck Wolfpack A one three asking question: How many times do we have to hear the same song on third downs? Every third down, it's a good hype song, but come on, every single third down gets annoying. 
I don't know, man. You know, Crunk ain't dead. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, for for me, I like it. You know, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a big I don't fan even know of the name would, of it. I'm so old. You would, no, I'm Crunk ain't I'm dead. Sold. Crunk I'm sold. I don't even know one. what the name of the song is. Crunk ain't dead. Crunk ain't dead. Crunk ain't dead. Hey, you know. So, uh, so I mean, you know, to each preference. But the one thing again, keep in mind, you got to keep this in mind. At the end of the day, as much as we want to believe that that environment is to to please us. At the end of the day, the environment, the 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 the, uh, the uniforms, that's for the players and the recruits yeah. first and foremost. Because again, you may say, "Well, why is that?" Well, at the end of the day, hey, whatever makes them play, you know, do the same play good, feel good, uh, you know. But also, too, whatever gets the recruits to commit, you know, and come in yeah. here, and win games for us, win championships for us. I'm all for it, you know. What whatever whatever makes them happy, hey, let's do it, you know. Like Look. I don't care, you know, what it takes. If we wanted to go like to our true throwback and wear pink and blue back from our old days, if it got us a W, I don't even care. Nope, <laughs> didn't care less. Yep. Nope, even if we wore blue on the field, I don't know. I, I didn't care. say I didn't say that blue. I Dark said the blue. pink and blue hey, that blue. we used to have. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So so back. Well, back. I mean, the one thing which I would say to you is is look at the sideline every single time that plays, and you see all of the players, yo, 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 like you know, bobbing yeah. their head, getting lit. So uh, you know. At the end of the day, that, the that's stand. the important thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a different kind of lit there, Greg. Different kind of lit. Um, so, yes, no, we do not promote drugs or alcohol here on Tough Talk. We do not do that. Uh, so, I, I, heard Gre- I heard Greg promoting it. I heard him. Yes, he said no, we it. do not. I'm we do not. Um, so, and so I want to ask a little bit about that, too, real quick. Um, so, because I know I heard. No, I don't have a problem. No. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. So, yeah. so there were some rumblings of some pretty big recruits there last night. Uh, making Michael Gregg, any any insight there? I, I didn't necessarily look at a list or anything like that, but any Noah Rogers in the house, yeah. maybe? Yeah, he was there. People said they saw yeah. him. Nice. He, he was there. there. Now, it was apparently on some of these forums, they were yeah. like, hey, just a heads up. They were the, the, um, it was like, heads up. Um, there is uh, just a big time recruit committed somewhere else is going to be attending but they wouldn't say who and uh you know just to be mindful like there's reasons why we can't share you don't want the other school knowing and that kind of thing not saying it's going to happen because i mean ohio state's playing really good right now so it's it it, it, sure. it helps you know the guys i would be more interested in like seeing like okay what is keith sampson with florida state he's committed to florida he state there. but he, he was there in attendance um yep. obviously to see but you could you could make the argument he was there for Florida State, but right, right. Yeah. But he's but he's there for the two schools he would consider at all. So correct. Um, but he's coming for Florida State. But especially, I mean, because I mean, you say that, Greg. But I mean, to me, if I'm a Florida State fan, I don't necessarily see it as a good thing that he's visiting the other school while we're playing them. I don't. Yeah, but I mean, he also, I, I, I also lives in North Carolina. It's easier for him to get there yeah. than it would be Florida. I think it's neutral. It's like, well. I mean, it makes sense for him too. It's North Carolina. It's Florida mm-hmm. State. I mean, it's not like if he were to visit UNC, he would probably should visit them. He played if Florida State played Duke, he probably should visit them. Wake Forest. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense for him to do that. I just think the other guys uh, that were recruiting, there was a lot of there were a lot of other recruits. I don't know the full list. I think there's a um, Obi was there. A, yeah, but the one thing which I will say though is again, if you're an FSU fan, you're thinking in the back of your head is that as much as that makes sense at the end of the day. That uh, Keith Sampson was probably in the post game locker room. He was probably talking during after the game, and Doran probably walked up and said, "Hey, just so you know, 
we just beat their, you know, what's, you know? So, I mean, I'm you know, just saying, you know, we just beat them. That's all I'm saying, you know? You I'm could argue saying. our defense um, closed out the game where where's there didn't. Um, but there's uh, didn't. but no, I, I think it looks like from a list I have seen, it looks like, excuse me, it's more 2024 recruits that were notable at this game, but they were key yeah. 2023 recruits there, like Keith Sampson, Noah Rogers was there. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, it's always good winning um, yep. and helping recruiting. And then, I mean, doesn't, doesn't I, hurt. I, yeah. And then, okay, making your, I'm going to need you, Obadiah, right? Obadiah, Obasuyi. Yeah. Obasuyi. Obi Wan. Oh, he just said call him Obi. Yeah. He just said call him Obi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi. Yeah. That's easy. That dude is like, if you, if, like, you have to do a double take. I don't know if anyone saw when he was there. He was wearing Icky 79, and I thought it was Icky. So, yeah, he's a big, he's a big dude. He's, he's a big dude. Yeah, I think State has what four offensive tackles committed in this class that you could probably shift some to guard. But yeah, these when you see Simons, Charlie Simons, you see Obasuya, you see Rivers, and you, oh, who's the other guy? I'm blanking off the top of my head. Um, but there's four guys there that, um, I'm gonna have to go look at that because now it's gonna really bother me. Uh, those those are all (laughs) offensive tackles that. They're big dudes. All every single one of them. I'm going to look at that while we're talking because it's going to bother me. Yeah. Okay. While but, you're doing that, I'm going to answer Robert Gibbs. Tune in tomorrow yeah. when we drop episode <laughs> one, and then I think what Thursday when we drop episode two or Friday, one of those days. Thursday. So, Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Cayman um, Smith. Cayman Smith was the guy. Cayman. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one, Robert. Uh, we kind of talked about it. We we need to get pressure on on Garrett. Um, like Macon said, if you get him rattled, make him make make him be a passer. I like our chances. Yeah. No. Well, and, and also too, the, I mean, the fact that you know, I think that the biggest statement to that is the fact that literally the Syracuse guy said straight up to to us and again. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Uh, that if if you get in the backfield, it's going to be a rough day for Syracuse. Simple as that. He said it straight up like that. So you know, I, I think Van. that's pretty. Yeah, Devin yep. Van. Devin Van. Van. Yeah, on, obviously. The, the other thing is we got to shop stop Sean Tucker. Uh, he was one of like two running backs last year that got over a hundred yards on. Us. Oh, and so, Sean Tucker is the real yeah. deal. He's gonna be playing on Sundays. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, he's, right, he's hey, making, real good. Making if you were an NFL guy, where would you draft him? Uh, 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 oh, nope, we're gonna no, stop uh, no, that. He's not. He's not. Gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna say what I said. But okay, where would you okay. Stop? Where would okay, I okay, draft okay, him? Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I have a hot take. I have a hot take. You where does he rank? I know. What yeah. is his ability to catch the ball? Is he going to catch the ball? Back. Back? Yeah, yeah, he's a three down back. Yeah. Oh, me, me. Uh, I'm going to say, let me say this where I think he's going to get drafted <laughs> is mm-hmm. I'm going to say early third is where I think he's going to okay. get drafted. I think okay. he's a second round pick talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Does he, He's not getting drafted in the first round. Um, but. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he is a. I'm going to bet he's a third down or a late, late, middle, late second is what I think. Um, he's really, really good. He's breaking all of their records in Syracuse, and they've had yeah. some really good running backs. And that's um, where I was going with what I my hot take last night. So yeah, I don't see. I just think. Sorry, I'm going to finish. I don't think NFL players really invest a ton heavily on uh, first round running back talent unless they're supposed to right. be generational. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah they right. call Barkley, yeah. Jonathan right. Taylor, right. those kind of guys. Right. And right. yep. Jonathan Taylor wasn't even the first round pick, was he? Like Najee no. Harris was, but uh, Tra- Travis Etienne was. 
Yeah, um, he was like the very late first. Ezekiel, of Ezekiel Elliott was, but yeah. you know, I think he's probably a third round pick, early third round pick. Yeah. Is what I think. So. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you want to see Greg's hot take of where where he thinks that Sean Tucker can go, make sure to tune in uh, for our for our. Syracuse Greg preview. thinks he's going to be Mister. Un- What's the word, Mister? Under Mr. Uh, irrelevant. Mister irrelevant. irrelevant. That's what he thinks. He thinks yeah. he's Mister Irrelevant. Last pick yeah. of the round. Hot take right there for you guys. Which which and do you remember the NC State player that got drafted as Mister as Mister Irrelevant? I remember. Oh, was it recently? It's I don't recent, remember right? who it was, mm-hmm. but. It was a hold on. I I think I know this one. Um, That's I remember a good trivia question. Mm. Is it? Uh, it wasn't James Smith Williams. No. It was uh, not Kelvin Harmon. No. no. But he was close. Man, Man that is a good I one. I hold on. Don't say it. Come <laughs> I was gonna say, if you need a hint, let me know because this is a good one. Give me a hint. Give, me a hint. Oh, give, give us the position. How about that as the as the hint? Okay. Quarterback. <laughs> RB. No. Oh, uh, Matt Days. Matt Days. Oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Matt I Days forgot Cleveland about that. Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Irrelevant, 2015. Like when? 16. I was no. going to say 17. 16. <laughs> I was going to say 17. <laughs> no, was between 2015 and 2018, somewhere in there. Yeah. See somewhere. Well, 17 was Naheem Hines' year, so it was 2016. Yeah. And then yeah. it was okay. Reggie yeah. after that. Gillespie. Yeah, Reggie Gillespie. Yeah, yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. Yep. Uh, but ben, Benjamin, I want me to ask about, you know, do y'all see Jordan Houston returning? Again, we'll see. Again, uh, we hey, we still we still got this season to worry about. We just got to keep him healthy, keep him rolling. But, I mean, if he continues doing what he's doing, I definitely, you know, would not be surprised if, you know, somebody takes a late shot on him. But I see him, you know, maybe as a, a free agent, you know, prospect, yeah. you know, really honestly right oh, now. He's not a, he's not an NFL kind of guy. He could no, be. No. be he's, no. he's, like, he's, like, he's not an NFL draft pick kind of guy. Maybe a late, no. like you're talking about Layton, So Maybe like a late shot if, 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 he, if he does, if he does well. But, again, we still got six games and probably seven games left that, you know, or, you know, I mean, I would surely hope that, you know, we could win one of these last six here, but um, you know, so anyway, so uh, wrapping things up here, uh, you know, obviously got to give a shout out. NC state has won three straight against Florida state has won five of the last six against FSU. So one thing I do know for sure is that Chuck Amato is a happy man right now. That is for <laughs> sure. Uh, so Which and, uh, I know, why does he sit in the stands with the normal fans? Like, why can't they get that guy like a, that is that he loves, awesome. he must like it. I loves it. him. Well, he loves it. if he loves it, then that's different because I would love it too. But man, like, no, we talked about that before. Him, like, like, why is he there? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So he, I can tell you where he sits, but I was like, what the heck? So Chuck Amato is is a legend, not only just for what he did, obviously as a coach, but just even afterwards. Like, like you know, and if anybody sees him, he will more than happily take a picture. He'll more than happily yeah. say, hey. You know, whatever it is, he is God. He's he's awesome. Like I love. Chuck I Mata. love that promo where he comes up there and he's like, "Don't drink and drive," and he goes, "Go back." That was awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Call me. Yeah, the way he said, "Oh, call me, Chuckamato. Go back." I go, yeah. like, "That's awesome." Makes me that so was happy. pretty good. That was pretty good, man. That sounded just like him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nick, and shout out to he's you, like, man. He's kind of really raspy. Like he's kind of been almost like he's been a drink smoker. <laughs> hey, you know, it's hey, all. He's. I, I just think it's great when he every time. I'm like Chuckamato, man. You're the, hey, he's yeah. a great ambassador. 
I had to explain yeah. to Lindsay that his nickname was Chuck the Chest, and I was like, dude, he had like this. <laughs> and she was like, what? He had a barrel so, chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barrel chest, man. Absolutely. That's that's for sure. And, and I mean, and he doesn't quite have it now as much as he did then. But man, you look at pictures, there was no doubt that dude was Chuck the Chest. No doubt about it. He's, he's, and, he's, uh, he's uh, always at the, uh, you know, a little off topic. He's always wrestling too. He's got his own, uh, his own assigned seat there and everything right behind the, uh, scorer's table so yep um yep. he's, he's yep. a big and state supporter for sure um so kind of wrapping things up here uh oops skip one too many go back okay i uh, gotta give a shout out to our man speaking of Icky Iquanu having a 98 mm-hmm. run blocking grade against san francisco on sunday and he has the highest grade ever for a rookie offensive lineman in a single game in the pff era so i mean you know obviously again we talk about the first game he went against miles garrett uh, you know, so obviously got absolutely thrown to the fire first game and obviously failed miserably. And, you know, again, rightfully so can't blame him one bit for that. But now he's starting to get a little bit more into his own here. You know, obviously he's, he's still not fully there yet, but, you know, hey, he's heading in the right direction right now. No doubt about it. Pretty and, good. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think he's, you know, he can be a lifelong, uh, you know, Panther for sure. Uh, you know, and uh, I think he can have a great career. As long as things continue and stays healthy, I don't see why not. So, Ken's being an intern with the Carolina Panthers, I know you kind of have a heart to heart being an NC State fan and a Panthers intern. So, what's your, what's your thoughts on on Icky? You think uh, he's the reason why you know Panthers are coachless right now, or what's up? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's. I don't think he's the reason Panthers are coachless at all. But uh, I I love seeing pack pros, but. That one hits a little more close to home because it's one of the only state players that's ever gotten drafted by the Panthers other than Justin Burris. So it's yeah. like uh, I love seeing him play. I love watching him. Um, yeah. Now I'm ready to see him be a Panther for a while. Let me bit. ask you. Let me ask you a legitimate question though. Oh, like, let me ask. All the, others were, the others were illegitimate. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. I'm, I truly am asking this. And, and again, I, I want to hear in the comments too what you think as well. Who's the best pack pro on the Denver Broncos? Oh, it's Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Yeah. I know, I mean, right now it's Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Currently. Even I would have never guessed like, that. I mean, but most accomplished. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, sure. it's Russell. I'm sure but, Russell, but man. But currently playing. They've got the Wisconsin version of Russell Wilson right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've also got a really – they've got a terrible coach, and they've got – the coach yeah, is going to get fired. He's yeah, going to be the next one to get right. fired. Well, because, again, Hackett. they have way too much money invested in Russell Wilson for him not to be playing way better than he is right now. Like, yeah. like Geno, Geno Smith, like, it literally is making – like, right now, it literally is looking like – that Pete Carroll was the 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 the, the mastermind behind everything. Uh, yeah. Russell Wilson wasn't even that good. It was just that Pete Carroll was just Pete Carroll was just that good. Because I mean, Geno uh, Smith is freaking amazing right now. Like, and, but and he, Pete I Carroll mean, wasn't the one we, out there throwing those balls, man. Yeah, no, I see. Well, we, we, well, remember Bill Belichick and Tom Brady was lunch. having the same thing. I know, but again, I mean, t- hey, you know, when we we were having that same conversation about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick just a few years ago. So and look well, where we are now. Well, so. well, the one thing I'll say about Russ is, I mean, he's he's had an arm injury for the last couple of weeks, so I'm sure that's not helping the situation at all. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah. if you're going to go out there and play, you, you know, you got to go make plays. So Now, I do got to give a shout-out to Hunter Smith saying that if Chubb could start his own towel company, that would be <laughs> that would be a a, a million-dollar idea right there, no doubt about it. Um, it could be like the MyPillow advertisement, which would be Chuck's My Towels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, and also too, want to give a quick shout out as well. Uh, again, once again to Chris Dunn, AC Specialist of the Week, and Drake Thomas, who was also announced as the AC Linebacker of the Week. 
no shocker here whatsoever. Again, I mean, you know, we've already talked about Chris Dunn and what a job he's done so far. And Drake Thomas, you know, I, it's 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 great to me, honestly, the fact that it hasn't necessarily been like, oh my gosh, Peyton Wilson is absolutely killing it right now, or or Isaiah Moore. It's like all those guys are playing really well right now. Every one of them. Yeah. It's, it's not like one is standing above the rest. All of them are playing really well for us right now. So can't really complain too much right now about where we stand. The fact that knock on wood, they are all still healthy up until this point. Yeah. Again, up until this shout point, out to number 32. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Shout out 32. to the number Good week 32. For 32. Mm-hmm. Hey, no kidding. No kidding. Um, and then last but not least as well, I want to give a shout out uh, to uh, Big Jarkel. T and Jarkel Joyner who are going to AC tip off for men's basketball. And then uh, Jakia Brown-Turner and uh, Diamond Johnson, who are going to represent women's basketball for AC tip-off. Hey, we're, what, four weeks out prime now time. from, from, well, from men's basketball? Primetime prime time is this Thursday. This Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. 8, 8 p.m., so make sure to check make it sure out, Rails Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, again, whole be a new lot talent, whole new, like, almost whole new roster. Whole, You know, it's it's going to be fun. Wait, no, I thought not completely, but. Yeah. It, it's, is it's, primetime with the pack is not a. I don't think it's at, it's not at Reynolds. Reynolds. It's, no, it's at the uh, plaza yeah. by between Carter Finley and PNC. Yeah. It's going to be outdoors. Oh, it's outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's cooler. <laughs> yeah, because it's, really they're doing cool. it in conjunction with the state fair. So if you, you know. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's going to be rough. Ooh. Okay. But I mean, hey, there's going to be a lot of people there. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, but I mean, yeah, that's that's really cool, though. I actually really like that. That's that's really cool. Um, but yeah, no, again, hey, again, women's and men's basketball, completely new rosters. Uh, you know, now obviously comparing last year's seasons, you know, men's versus women's is not really a fair comparison, but you know, still, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think that, I'm you sorry. know, yeah, man, Mackenzie, you're laughing way too hard on that. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. Um, so Robert Gibbs asked the last question here saying our chance at Syracuse. Okay. Uh, get it. play our game or I've, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're saying there, Robert, but anyway, ch- well, ch- yeah. I think Robert Gibbs is lit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're hey, man. So like, so States, a, you know, States, a four point underdog, three point underdog, three and a half, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, ESPN's FPI, which I don't fully buy into all the way has Syracuse with a 58.7% chance to win the game. Um, so, you know, backup quarterback, you factored that in. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel, I I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried about it. You know, just, 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 just more face value. Like you're going up to Syracuse on the road. They have a good defense. Um, they're going to be really amped up for this game. You got a backup quarterback. You're not, you know. I, I can't. I'm not going to say I can. I'm going to expect us to win this game. To be honest with you, but I think we had to adjust expectations a little bit. But man, I don't think this is without you know out without so out of reach. Excuse me. I think it's very possible. Our defense, you know, defense travels is the expression. Uh, we can shut them down, and if we, especially if we get Tyler Baker Williams back, which it sounds like we are, Huge, and if we yeah. get Trent Trent uh, yeah. Penix back. That's yep. a really big deal. You, if especially not, you know, Devin Carter and Demi Sumo are also healthy. Nothing major mm-hmm. came from them. Um, no. There is a small chance you could be playing Devin Leary. Don't think that's going to happen, but he is listed on the death chart as a starter. So, yep. you know, I'm, I, I don't, I don't say it's out of reach. I think it's very possible. I wouldn't be surprised if State won, but it's like I just don't think we're going to get this one at this point. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. But like you said, defense travels, run the ball, control the clock. 
Um, don't ask Jack Chambers to do too much. You know, keep yeah. him in his element. You can yeah. go get it. I mean, it's just a winnable game. If if you told me if you had to pick one game where Jack Chambers was going to be the quarterback, and you told me that it was going to be Syracuse, I like my odds. I I, I think right. we're fine. He's 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 a fifth year guy. You know, they'll open the playbook a little bit more for him. We'll be fine. This, yeah, this and, and Robert Gibbs question. So another Clemson game, I would say no. no. And the difference no. is you don't you have a backup quarterback. So it's, and they don't have eighty thousand people. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be loud, but it's but again, again, and and that's they're what I always cheating. say. They're cheating with the loudness, though, because they have. A roof. They're cheating. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. That that too. That too. Exactly. Yeah. No. But again, keep in mind too that that the ECU game and the Clemson game are 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 I think are going to play huge factors in this game, and the fact that I mean we're battle tested. There is no yeah. doubt we are battle tested. So we are. Michael's I, wearing I think, his uh, Syracuse shirt right now. Right. His orange yeah, I shirt. Yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised we waited until this <laughs> we have a spy in the house yeah. spy yeah no absolutely well i had a sweatshirt so, on but i got hot so i took it off okay yeah. he's like he's like back off man uh yeah no yeah <laughs> there we go all right Wolfpack nation well once again we obviously want to say thank you all so much again for tuning in with us and also too got to give a shout out to our girl Kim again once again for joining us here we're so excited to have you back and we'll be praying for you and the family and we'll continue to wait and hope for the absolute best news that way we can celebrate and uh, have a great time here so uh with that being said once again make sure to, if you haven't already i know greg mentioned it earlier but if you haven't checked out our episode yet with jack chambers check that out and again we will tweet out the link if you cannot find it so make sure to check that out as must do making you have one i got uh, a quick tradition. point man hey i saw a tweet here that would be kind of fun as we're closing out Brad McMurphy put up a bowl predictions and he has NC State playing Ole Miss in the Orange Bowl. So I saw one here. I saw epic. one Orange Bowl against Penn State. So there you go. Whew. Ooh, James Franklin. Uh, man, I like it. Uh, yeah, no. Well, and so, so again, gotta win it, those games, though. Gotta, gotta win, win these games. games. But again, <laughs> you know, we'll take it one game at a time. Let's see what happens. We'll have some fun with it. Um, so, with that being said, once again, so make sure to check that out. Make sure, again, we'll have our, our, our preview with Locked On Syracuse coming up. First episode should come out tomorrow. The second part should come out on Thursday. But again, make sure if you haven't already, give us a follow Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, so that way you do not miss out whenever we release that. And also, too, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you're actually notified on all your devices when we do go live uh, with these episodes as well. Again, it's free to do. got to end. We got to close. <laughs> hey, it'll just replay. Don't worry about that. Uh, so with that being said, again, thank you all so much for joining us. Also, too, hit that like button if you don't mind, and we'll see you all soon. Go Pack, baby. Let's go. Thanks.